Why do you actually weigh yourself? I mean, really ask yourself that question. Why do you do it? What are you hoping to see, to prove, to be? Are you tracking your weight? Are you using it as a goal to measure up to? How much value and self-worth are you assigning to that number on the scale? Can a bad number ruin your day? Today, I am going to talk about how the scale is not on your side. It's not a reflection of your progress and what you can do instead. Let's get down to it. Welcome back to the No Nonsense Wellness Podcast, the place for women who are trying to do all the things and stay healthy, sane, and actually enjoy life in the process. Hey, I'm Tara, a trained therapist, a life coach, a nutrition coach, and a fitness instructor. And I'm on a mission to help you take back control of your mind, health, and life. Each week, I'll be cutting through the nonsense and getting real with you. I'll bring you the insight and information you need to take control of your weight and health, find food freedom, and finally break free from the thoughts that are sabotaging you and holding you back. You, my friend, are powerful. And the world needs you to start showing up in a bigger way. It's time to get unstuck and start moving forward. So let's pop in those earbuds, tie up those shoes, let's walk and talk. Hello, friends. Okay, before we start talking about the scale, I have a really big announcement I want to make and I'm super, super excited about it. Coming in April is going to be the No Nonsense Weight Loss and Wellness Coaching Program. It's going to be 12 weeks of live coaching, uh, small group and individual workbooks and tools and all kinds of awesome stuff. Everything that you are going to need for mind and body to move you from where you are to where you want to be. So I want to encourage you to hop to the website. The link is going to be in the show notes. So wherever you're listening to this, just scroll down and look for the show notes uh, for the coaching link and check out the program. I'm super, super excited. It's really comprehensive. We're going to talk about everything from what you put in your mind, what you put in and on your body, how your body works, what you should eat, how you should eat, when you should eat, all of the things that are going to help you uh, with your health on every single level. I'm really, really excited about this. I've poured everything (laughs) that I know into this thing, and I really want you to be a part of it. So hop on over to the website, check out that program. There's going to be a lot more things coming up happening around that, so be on the lookout. Uh, And if you have not signed up for the newsletter yet, make sure you do that because I All of that information will be delivered right to your email inbox so that you have it all easy access. Okay, so I'm so excited. So if you are liking this podcast and you're thinking, yeah, I'm ready to go, like, yeah, I want to know more about really how to make this lasting change, check it out. I'm so excited to bring this to you. Okay, I seriously don't think I'm being dramatic when I titled this podcast that your scale is from the devil. I really do believe it. I think it was sent from hell to torment you. And we are so obsessed with it that it is just not healthy in any way. Now, I am coming to you as someone who has overcome the scale obsession. And so I want you to know that I have been where you are and you can be where... 
I am, that place where I don't give a shit how much I weigh. Like I literally don't care. I don't own a scale. Um, I haven't weighed myself for years. I have like a guess of how much I probably weigh. I could be off by as much as 20 pounds. I have no idea because I legitimately don't care. And that's the place that I want you to get where you just literally don't care how much you weigh. I promise you it's possible. But what I see most of the time is women that I know, women that I work with, are agonizing over this number on the scale. They are just addicted to what that number says. Honestly, to the point where we could be like borderline obsessive compulsive disorder about getting on the scale and looking at the number. You feel like you have to do it. You get obsessed with what that number is. That number is dictating how you are then operating your day. If you weigh yourself every day and you get discouraged, I know so many women who are like, ugh, I just put on two pounds. I've already cut out sugar. I've cut out carbs. I've cut out fun. I've cut out happiness. And I still gain two pounds. (laughs) I hear this so often and I see it on every Facebook message board that I'm a part of and group. And it's sad. I don't want you to live like this. I don't want you to be so attached to this number. So today I'm going to give you science and I'm going to give you mindset and I'm going to bring those two things together and I'm going to tell you why what you're doing might not be working, why it's probably making things worse. And then what do we do about it? Like, what's the solution? So don't worry, stick with me till the end. I'm going to give you the solution to this scale obsession. Okay, first, let's talk about weight. Truth bomb right here. Weight is not an accurate measure of health. It never has been. It never will be. The number on the scale is not telling you anything about how healthy you are. And what do we really want to know? Do you really care if you weigh 142 or 143? Or do you care if your pants fit and you can walk up the stairs without huffing and puffing? Like if we're really talking about the scheme of things, what's actually important here? It's probably not that number. It's what your body is doing. Those are the things that we need to pay attention to. And weight is just such an inaccurate measure. You guys, your weight in the span of one or two days can fluctuate seven pounds just based on where you are in your menstrual cycle. Like has nothing to do with what you ate or you being a horrible person because you're putting on weight. It's literally just where you are in your cycle. You can retain water. You can fluctuate seven pounds in two days. Your weight also will fluctuate based on things like how much water you drank, how much salt you ate, how much fiber you've eaten, how much sleep you've gotten, how stressed you are, and a million other things that are in no way a reflection of your worth (laughs) or even an accurate reflection of your progress or your health. Here's another example. If you work out, especially weight training, or if you are new to working out, When you work out, especially those resistance exercises, what you're doing is causing tiny little micro tears in your muscle. Well, what happens to an injury in our body? We create inflammation around that injury because we're trying to bring fluid and blood and minerals and proteins so that we can heal that injury, right? Well, those tiny little micro tears in your muscle, the same thing happens. 
So if you have a really strenuous workout, you can gain like two pounds in just a day of pure water weight that's gone to your muscles to heal those tiny little micro tears. That's why when you have see like bodybuilders and they're like, oh, I got the pump, I got the pump, and their muscles actually do look a little bit bigger. Well, their muscle isn't actually bigger. It's because there's more fluid in their muscle because it's healing those tiny little micro tears. So if you have ever freaked out of like, oh my gosh, I'm working out so hard and I gained two pounds, that's why it's literally a normal, healthy, amazing, wonderful process in your body. The number should not be the thing that's freaking you out. What you should be excited about is I just worked out so hard and oh my gosh, my muscles are going to get stronger. This is amazing, right? (laughs) So these little things that we freak about, this pound here and this two pounds there and even this 10 pounds, you can you could fluctuate 10 pounds in a week and it would be considered totally normal. Did you even know that you could carry about 10 pounds of poop in your colon right now? Like literally 10 pounds. I've read up to 40 pounds. I feel like I can't imagine 40 pounds. <laughs> I cannot even believe that that's true, but I have read 40 pounds. 10 pounds seems a little more like, yeah, probably a normal person has like 10 pounds of poop. 10 pounds of poop in your body. If you poop that 10 pounds out, you just lost 10 pounds in a week. Big freaking whoop. You're not healthier. You didn't change anything really physiologically in your body. You didn't lose fat. You just lost 10 pounds of poop. Congratulations. Like if that that makes you happy, is that a scale win for you? Like I just want to put these things in perspective. This is what we're getting so hung up on. And it literally, you lost three pounds this week. Sweet. It might have just been poop. (laughs) Like, we've got to bring this back down to reality for ourselves. Your weight, the number on the scale, is not a measure of your health. Period. End of story. Okay? We clear? Okay, so you might be asking... Well, what is a measurement of my health then? Maybe I should measure my body fat. Maybe that's a better measure of my health. Well, yeah, it is. It is a better measure of your health, but it's still only giving you part of the picture. So when you weigh yourself, what do you really want to know? You, what you want to know is not so much that, oh, I weigh 141 and now I weigh 140. That doesn't really tell you anything. What you really want to know is, have I lost fat, right? I don't care if I'm losing this same five pounds of water weight over and over again, gaining, losing, gaining, losing the same five pounds. It's not fat that I'm gaining and losing and gaining and losing. It's water weight that I'm gaining and losing. So who cares? What I really want to know is, am I losing fat? That's what I really want to lose. So let's get a body fat scale so I can measure it. Well, not so fast, sister. Body fat scales, especially the ones that you have in your house, are super inaccurate. So here's what they do. The ones that you probably have in your house, it's got the little foot pads on your scale, you stand up on it. So what it's doing is sending an electrical current through your body, up one leg, through your body, and then down your other leg back to the machine. And then what it's measuring is resistance. So your body is mostly made of water and the more body fat you have, the more resistance there is. So fat has more resistance than muscle. And so then it takes that information along with the other data you've inputted, like your height, your weight, your age, your gender. It takes that information and calculates a body fat percentage for you. But there's a lot of things 
that affect the results of this body fat percentage. There's tons of variables that just aren't taken into consideration by this little body fat scale you have in your house. So how hydrated you are, when was the last time you ate, when was the last time you exercised, um, are your feet dirty or calloused, like that can impede the electrical signal. There's lots of things that are happening in your body that are not being measured by this little electrical signal going through it. And also not all body fat scales are, are the same, right? Some are definitely better and a little more accurate than others. In fact, in a study published in uh, a journal called Obesity Facts in 2008, scales with only foot electrodes, so what you have in your house, underestimated body fat consistently in people with lots of body fat and overestimated body fat consistently in people with less body fat. So even the manuals that come with these scales will say things like it's less accurate for elderly people, it's less accurate for highly trained athletes or children or people with osteoporosis because of bone density. Um, Lots of different reasons uh, for this measurement to be really inaccurate. In fact, Consumer Reports, you know the magazine that um, takes all the different gadgets and and compares and reviews them and tells you what's the best? Consumer Reports doesn't even test body fat scales anymore because they're so inaccurate and so useless that Consumer Reports was basically just like, they all suck, so whatever. It doesn't matter what you get because it's going to be wrong. So your home body fat measurement, if that's what you are using to track progress or to understand what's happening in your body, I'm telling you right now, it's not giving you reliable information, period, end of story. It's just not. Okay, so are there more accurate ways then to measure my body fat? Well, yeah, there are, but you got to pay for it and you got to find a professional to do it. So If body fat is something that you are concerned about for whatever reason, we're going to talk about that in a second. But if you really want to know and if you really want to track, again, this is not something you need to do weekly or even monthly. I would say maybe every 90 days, uh, you know, quarterly, even just twice or even once a year, just like a check-in like, oh, hey, what's up? How's my body doing? (laughs) Oh, I'm up 1%. No big deal. Who gives a crap? Oh, I'm up... 23%, that could be a problem, right? Okay, so what are some more accurate ways to measure body fat? Uh, These ways are all within about 5% accuracy, but again, if you, if it's just, you're just a normal person, that maybe isn't such a big deal, but I don't want to give you the wrong idea, right? Say in February, you went in and your body fat was 25%, and it's got a a margin of error of 5%, the next time you go in, you're at 30%, you might not actually be at 30%, you might still be at 25. Who really knows? So again, don't take these numbers that you're getting from body fat tests as the gospel truth. Use it as one single metric in a plethora of other metrics that are are, uh, showing you what's happening in your body. Okay, what are these other body fat uh, tests you could do? One's just the good old calipers that your trainer at the gym does. Uh, They're going to take those things. They're going to pinch your fat. So you definitely need someone who knows what they're doing uh, and is trained to use them. 
These are actually kind of helpful just in the sense that they measure each individual places on your body. So you can track like my right thigh versus my right thigh now versus my right thigh a year from now. Um, or on your abdominal fat to be able to test and really track just what's happening in that one area. That's actually pretty useful information. Another option is the DEXA. So the DEXA uses x-ray technology. It's kind of cool. It measures bone density and muscle and fat mass. Um, but again, it's a full body x-ray and there is literally no time where I am going to recommend to you just for funsies to get a full body x-ray. <laughs> just don't do it. Um, if medically there is a reason for you to get a DEXA, X, a DEXA test x-ray and that is uh, what your doctor is recommending because they want to see something, okay, great. But just for fun, I'm not going to ever tell you to go get a full body x-ray because that's just, that's coming with too much to me downside and not enough upside. It is fairly accurate, but again, not worth it to me. Uh, another option is an in-body scan. So it's using that same uh, electrical impulse, that same bioimpedance as your scale at home. Just a little up-leveled, a little more accurate, but still you're still within that 5% inaccuracy range. So, I mean, take it or leave it, right? And then another option. Uh, so the DEXA and the InBody, you can actually just look them up if you really want to do it. You can look them up places like uh, gyms and health food stores and universities. They usually have them. Sometimes doctor's offices do too. Your doctor office might have it. The other option is the hydrostatic, so that's where they put you in the water, right? They submerge you, you push all the air out of your lungs. That's probably one of the most accurate, but again, not super convenient. Mostly you only could access that at like a university. And I don't know if they just do that for anyone. You might have to be part of a study or something to even get that. That's within about a 2% accuracy range, so better. But again, why? <laughs> like who cares? Which leads me to the question, do you even really need to measure body fat? Like honestly, why do you need to know your exact body fat percentage? Like what guidance, what, uh, how does that change anything for you? If you know that you're a 36% body fat versus 35% body fat, like really what does that change for you? Unless you are, you know, training for an MMA fight or you're part of some kind of scientific study, you really don't need to know. And there's really no accepted standard for ideal body fat, right? In women, in middle-aged women, uh, the healthy range, and I say that with air quotes, the generally accepted healthy range is 23 to 33% body fat. So if that means that I have 34% body fat, am I all of a sudden not healthy? No. What if I have 35? Yeah, I could still be super healthy. So again, it's just not that great of a tool to determine or predict health. There's a lot better ways that we could do this, especially because overall fat isn't as important as where your fat is. You've probably heard that that abdominal fat is going to be the biggest predictor of health outcomes, and we're going to talk about that in just a second. But knowing more about abdominal fat than overall fat is going to be more helpful to you in 
determining your overall health or predicting your overall health. Okay, so the scale sucks. Body fat measurement kind of sucks. Well, how about BMI? Because my doctor, when I go in there, he talks about my BMI. So I need to know that, right? Uh, No. (laughs) Let's just talk about BMI for a second. The body mass index is a severely flawed mathematical formula based on ratio between your height and your weight. It was developed 200 years ago by a mathematician, not a physician. Its basis is a mathematical formula. It's not based on actual humans. It's just based on mathematical formulas, okay? The BMI results are skewed towards assuming that all people have low muscle and high fat mass. That's how they developed their ratios and their formulas. Assuming that everyone that they measured BMI had low muscle and high fat. So mathematically, they would conclude that the most muscular and fit among us, whose weight is relatively high versus their height, are actually overweight and obese. And when I go get my BMI told to me by my doctor, that's what they tell me. That don't forget the fact that I could probably put you, doctor, on a squat rack and squat you, right? That doesn't matter because you're telling me that I am overweight, borderline obese. No, not true because it's a super flawed mathematical formula. It's total nonsense, honestly, to suggest that the difference between ideal weight, overweight, and obese have these like distinct little boundaries that are decimal points away from each other. It's asinine. I can't believe, honestly, that doctors even use BMI at all, that anyone would use BMI. Some, if you read about BMI, you will find that some people actually think that it's an insurance scam so that healthy people that have a high BMI have to pay more in premiums, but will never have to be paid out by the insurance company because they're healthy. So it keeps insurance profits high. Okay, I don't know. That's a little conspiracy theorish, but it makes sense. (laughs) right? Insurance companies need to make money if I can charge high premiums of healthy people by calling those healthy people obese, well, that I'm never going to have to pay out because they're not going to get sick because they're not actually obese. (laughs) Then I get to make money as an insurance company. I don't know. I'm not saying that that's true. I'm just also not saying that it's not true. Uh, Something for you to look into or ponder. Okay, so where have we left off? Your scale weight is a terrible measure of your health. It's not a predictor of your health. And it's basically useless information that we get totally obsessed about for absolutely no viable scientific reason. Your body fat is slightly more informative, but getting accurate measures of your body fat are really tough. And again, not super... Uh, useful in in determining or predicting your overall health. And BMI is absolutely useless and stupid and should never be spoken of again. (laughs) And yes, I'm serious. You can tell your doctor I said that. Okay, so what should we do instead? How do I track progress? What are better predictors of health? Okay, let's talk about weighing yourself. We're going to go back to that. So many of you are hopping on the scale every day or even every other day. I always tell my clients, 
I don't want you on a scale more than once a month. That is your absolute max amount that you are allowed to weigh yourself. And yes, I said allowed. You are not allowed to weigh yourself more than once a month. Now, when you weigh yourself, you are going to make sure that each time you do it, one time a month is on the same day of your cycle and at the same time of day. So get up in the morning, go to the bathroom, get naked, stand on the scale. You have to pick the day. Like if I was going to weigh myself, I would pick day 10 probably of my... (laughs) cycle because that's like the least bloated day, right? So pick the day of your cycle. So then every single month you're going to do it day 10 of your cycle. And that's the only day you get to weigh yourself. And then you can track yourself month to month. We are not tracking day to day and we are not tracking week to week. That is entirely inaccurate information. Okay. So if you must weigh yourself once a month, same time of day, same day of your cycle every single month. Got it? If you can just put the scale away, so when you're not, when it's not that day, put it away. Put it in a closet, put it in a cupboard. You don't want to look at it. You don't need it out. You're not weighing yourself. It doesn't matter. No temptations. Okay? If you are measuring, if you're doing body fat on that scale, same process. Okay? Same for both. And then when you're, when it's not that day, put it away. I should tagline that. It's not your weigh-in day. Put it away. Or you could just never weigh yourself again. Literally, you could. You won't die. In fact, it's so freeing and wonderful and amazing. You will never look back and you'll be like, why was I so obsessed? I do not give a shit. I can tell you personally, (laughs) I do not give a shit how much I weigh and it is the most beautiful feeling. You know what I do care about? I care about what my body can do. I care about, can I still fit in my jeans? (laughs) I care about... Can I pick up my kids? Can I still do all the activities I want to do? Can I um, get up the stairs without huffing and puffing? I care about what my body is capable of. I do not care how much I weigh. And that's where I want you to get. It's a freeing, freeing feeling. Okay, so we've talked about weighing yourself only once a month and the body fat, if that's what you're going to do on your body fat scale at home. Other really... Uh, useful ways to track and measure like if you're on a weight loss journey and you want to track and measure your progress take pictures that's the best way just take a dang picture or take out your tape measure and take actual measurements of your body parts (laughs) your thighs your butt your abs your shoulders your everything and record it and then do that once a month if you must but I would actually prefer once every three months, give yourself every like 90 days quarterly, just take out that tape measure, see where you're at. Because what we try to do so often is if I weigh myself today and I went up a pound, now I need to, I know that I need to eat less today so that I lose that pound by tomorrow. That's physiologically not how your body works. We work in much longer time spans than that. If I want to make lasting change, I have to think long term. So weighing myself every day or measuring myself every week, I just honestly, I don't believe in it. I believe in checking in monthly at the most, but quarterly better. Okay, so take your pictures, take your measurements, track them and use those instead of scale weight or body fat scale. Okay, sound good? 
especially I want you to do that waist measurement. So you could have a normal weight, a normal BMI, but have a waist measurement that is shown to be a predictor of heart disease and death. So this has been bared out in tons of studies. Uh, one of the largest and longest studies called the Nurses Health Study uh, followed women, something like 40,000 women for 16 years and found that normal weight women with a waist of 35 inches or higher had three times the risk of death from heart disease compared to normal weight women whose waists were smaller than 35 inches. So scientifically speaking, this is a very good predictor of future health, your waist measurement. So that, if you're going to keep track of something, that's what I would keep track of. If you really want those numbers to mean something to your overall health, I would keep track of waist measurement. Other numbers that you could keep track of, if you really want to track to measure health and predict health for yourself, uh, cholesterol, blood pressure, blood glucose, hormones, these are all numbers that actually are going to tell you what's happening in your body. Weight, uh, body fat percentage, especially as measured on your scale at home, BMI, none of those measurements are going to give you any real information about your health or predicting your health. What you really want to pay attention to is your waist, your measurements, your cholesterol, blood pressure, blood glucose, hormones, all of those numbers are the ones that count. So if you want to track, track that. So again, numbers in a formula based on numbers from inaccurate scales and fat measurements are largely useless in determining what really matters to your health and overall functioning. I promise it is so freeing when you stop focusing on the bullshit numbers that don't matter and start focusing on the numbers that actually do matter. That is how you make progress. That is how you move forward in your health. Being obsessed about a number on a scale is going to keep you stuck, period. How do I know that? Because you're stuck right now. (laughs) That's why you're listening to this. Because that obsession with a number is keeping you stuck. Get rid of it. You don't need it. It has no bearing on your worth. It has no bearing on your health. It has no bearing on your progress. It has no bearing on anything that has anything to do with you and your health who you are and what you're about. What does matter is what's actually happening in your body and what's actually happening in your head. And a scale cannot measure that. A body fat percentage cannot measure that. A BMI chart cannot measure that. All right, friends, I hope that was super helpful and I hope I did my job of convincing you to get rid of the devil scale. If this information has been useful to you, please share this podcast, take a screenshot, post it up on your Instagram stories and tag me. And also I want to make sure that you head over to the website. I will link it in the show notes. I have a coaching program that is opening up in April and I want to work with you. So if you like the ideas that you're hearing here, you want more of that, you want some individual time, you want some small group time. I want to help you go to the next level in your mind, in your body, in your health, in your journey. I want to do that with you. So check out the coaching program. It's opening in April. I'm very excited to bring this to you. It's very comprehensive. Hopefully it's not too much. Hopefully it's not a fire hose, but there's just so much that I want to teach you. 
and help you learn uh, in this journey. So check that out. Until then, I will see you hopefully over in the circle group in our community, and I will talk to you next time. Be well, my friends. Hey friend, thanks for being here. If you found value in today's episode, will you head over to iTunes, find the No Nonsense Wellness Podcast, subscribe to the channel and leave a review. That would be so awesome. And I'd love to connect with you more and have you be part of the No Nonsense Tribe. So come on over and join the conversation at community.nonsensewellness.com. I'll see you there.